0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss the 76ers in the case of have they brought the excitement level back to the fan base? Many times you say after a devastating loss in the season's end, I'm out. Are you back in? We talk about why they may have restored your faith next, right here, at Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Welcome to your Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner Keith Pompey the sixes beat writer what's going on keith what's popping d how you been man oh man it, it, hey it's cooled down here in philadelphia a little bit i know right i know did right that, did you get that quick five minutes of rain yesterday
1: <laughs> no it was quick right but well, it's funny how just a quick five minutes could cool everything down right yeah
0: it, you know what it reminded me of las vegas rain a quick oh, yeah. five minute rainstorm and then done Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what about it. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available wherever you get your podcast on all platforms, including YouTube right here, Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, uh, with the season, how many days away is it now? Uh, Well, the... This the regular. I mean, training camp? camp is like sixty three days away. Sixty three days away for camp. Yeah. All right. So with the camp starting in sixty three days, so I guess sixty two days would be for media day. I uh, wanted to talk about because I know you have to do a lot of writing on the stuff and uh, with the radio side for me, and then us coming here and discussing it. A lot of times I see where people say, "All right, the Sixers have pulled me back in." I tried to step away. I don't know if it's just for the summer. Whatever it is that they mean, but they say they try to step away, but they pull me back in. So basically, they're okay, majority of people, with the offseason and what they've done. So with that, I wanted to ask you about, based on what you've been reading from your people on Twitter and the comments that you get from your stories of how people, do you feel like the 76ers have pulled fans back in after yet another tough defeat? exiting? In the second round, I'm sorry for cutting you off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do. Um, and and it's not just them, like they, the excitement level also pulled me in, so to speak. And what I mean is, I'm not like a fan saying, "Yeah, I want to see what they, you know, like I hope they do this and do that." Nah, I'm intrigued. Like, I, I believe that you know, when you picked up the moves that they got and they got tougher, you know, you just want to see what they can do against other teams. I mean, you look at James Harden and you're saying, okay, he's working out. Let me see if he's going to come back in tip-top shape. Let me see if these guys can mesh well. So when you factor that in, yeah, they, they're pulling people in. And then when you when you talk about the fans, of course, you know, it's one of those things where everyone's like, whoa. And, and this is Philadelphia where sometimes whenever we get a new acquisition or someone gets a new acquisition, is always like, whoa, look how great he is. And when you go on Twitter, all you see is highlights of P.J. Tucker grabbing the rebound and like muscling his way to the basket or or defending someone. So, yeah, I think that when they lost in the second round, everyone was ready to fire everyone besides, uh, trade everyone besides Joel and, and fire the coaching staff. Now those same people are talking about this is the year, baby.
0: This is the year. And it's funny because when you see the highlights, it's P.J. Tucker battling for rebounds, not necessarily hitting shots, right? I know, right. He's <laughs> getting rebounds, getting putbacks, and things of that nature. It's, it's, it's nothing really exciting except for when he makes a play and he gets the crowd going into it. The teammates really feed off of that, and that's something that uh, we haven't seen really from the 76er team. But I do, too. I, I think that they have, again, pulled fans back in who are a little bit on the fence, if you will, uh, of where the team was after another second-round exit by going out there and, and adding the players that they have, seeming, seemingly looking at James Harden in a different way because of what he did, because of the financial part of things, and seeing, again, then where, for the ones who do really like the idea, albeit nine years away with this new arena, you know they're just doing little things to pull people back in. And you know what else is going to happen, Keith. Every time now with these new jerseys that come out, the city edition jerseys, as soon as we get another one of what that's going to look like, you know, they're going to have the fans right back there in the palm of their hands uh, as far as this basketball team goes. That's just how it goes. It it is. And uh, and seeing those types of things. So, yeah, I I do think that uh, everything that they've done for the most part, for a good majority of the fans, I would say 70, 80 percent of the fan base are really happy that they did something, that they did something and not just, oh, let's just go grab a player. Even when we keep talking about, these are the Houston Rockets East now, but they are players that are gonna help this basketball team and hopefully help them. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, now, now with that, um, I, I look at it and I say, cause this is what I wanna ask in the next segment. Part of it is the toughness word that we keep using when it comes to this basketball team is that overused and is it overused with this basketball team let's get into that next because I think it's an interesting case as far as a, a conversation piece because I've heard people say we overuse the word toughness when it comes to playing basketball and what this team lacks we'll get to that next right here on locked on 76s, but I got to tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar's puffs yet, you are depriving yourself. I've been telling you about them for months. One of yourselves, the greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor again. Yes, ready, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right, Built. They've done it again. Let me introduce you to a new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough. I've seen you take. The, the, the cookie doughs in the past from those tubes, and you snap them in half and you just start using your spoon to eat them. Well, you can do it now in the puffs form, and it's healthier for you. Cookie dough chunks, puffs are safe, and uh, they're only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. And runabuilt.com snag a box for you and the family. It will be a perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place if you don't want to share them and just hoard them yourself. Why not? I do it. You should too. Like all built bars, new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty chocolate covered dough, cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. And protein uh, provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So grab yourself a built bar, go to built.com, use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order using promo code locked 15 do it today people do it today get your bill yes hide them from the family if you don't want to share I won't I won't be mad at you if you decide to do that because I certainly do it myself in my own home (laughs) thank you for making locked on 76 as your first listen be next. Listen. Check out Lock On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Screen available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Keep the toughness part. Do you think that it's overused when we talk about the Sixers need to add more toughness? And before you answer, it's not just us. It's not just the fans. Doc Rivers said it at the end of the season. Uh, Joel Embiid said it at the end of the season, which prompted him to even say the word P.J. Tucker after playing them. They have since acquired him, so we can talk about him a lot during the segment if you want. And um, it was mentioned while Rivers was sitting there with Daryl Mori about them getting toughness. And every time we hear about these now three players in Tucker, House, and Melton, we talk about toughness. Do you think it's overused or when it's talked about, people are using it or... Using that energy of the conversation in the wrong way, where it's not just simply about fighting anybody, it's about the toughness in general out there on the floor.
1: Um, it, great question. Um, I I think is the toughness out there on the floor. I mean, let's face it. If you're going to be real, the Sixers were a soft basketball team last year. They've been a soft basketball team for a couple of years. Like, um, you know, it, it, since Jimmy Butler left, basically, right. I mean, there was times where I saw them get pushed around. I saw guys, people come at them, and no one really responded, you know. Um, so I, I think it's not overused. Um, I think, like, I'm going to give a prime example of a guy like Reggie Evans. A lot of people remember that Reggie Evans played for the Sixers. When you think of Reggie Evans, who Reggie Evans was a guy, a 6'8", 245-pound power forward, who played 13 years in the league, his career average was 4.1 points. In his two seasons with the Sixers, he averaged 4.3 points, right? As far as shooting the ball from the outside, Reggie had never shot a three. Reggie, as a Sixer, Reggie averaged 18.9 minutes per game. He played in 62, excuse me, played in 160 games with 68 starts. But I always looked at Reggie Evans and said, man, he's not that good. He's not that good until I saw him play, until I saw him play in person. I saw how he intimidated other people, how guys would attack um, the, the Sixers star players, other guys. And then Reggie was on the team, and next thing you know, they they let him go because they knew that they had, they had a guy who was willing to, to do whatever he could to protect people. So from that aspect, when you look at the toughness and now you have guys, it's going to make life easier for James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid. And I think there's a mentality when you go in there and guys aren't going to get away or or going to try things um, when they know that you have a guy like a PJ Tucker, a Daniel House, and a a D'Anthony Melton on the floor. So from that aspect, no toughness is not overblown.
0: I, I don't either. There are often times where I'm like, "All right, man, just go smack somebody." You see it in the game. And you're like, "All right, I, let's take the let's take this technical and, <laughs> and 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 pay this fine for the next day." You know what I'm saying? And just it is what it is because you can see it too too many times where it would seemingly feel like they were getting punked in in, in certain games, and there, there needed to be something. There needed to be something that happened. For you to stand up and go nose to nose with somebody because we know NBAs are the NBA game, they don't fight. So I'm not asking about that. It's just simply nose to nose with somebody, double text. We both get ejected, but maybe it lights a fire at that four-minute mark of the third quarter when the sixers need it because they look a little stale, they look a little out of it. And and the other team says, you know what? We got them, we got their heart, we already took it. But no, insert Mike Scott. What Mike Scott is just causing mm-hmm. this, this fracas. And Jimmy Butler's like, yeah, I'm in this too. And now all of a sudden we got this little action going on that seems to be right. Nobody's really, yeah, you got people coming in trying to break it up and all that stuff. And you can also use the word and it comes to toughness in a different way. T.J. McConnell, I thought was a tough little dude to play for this basketball team. And he brought some of that energy and that toughness to the team. He wasn't getting into any fight, but he didn't back down. And that's the key here. Now, in this case, you're going to have three guys that come in and that will, in fact, get a little dirty and get their fingernails dirty when it comes to Melton, House, and Tucker. But I, I think that the, the, the toughness part was real. They addressed it, and it was necessary for them to go out there and do it. And now I just simply can't wait, as we talk about the excitement level, to see how it may change, you know, those other guys. You can't force them to be something that they're not. When it comes to us talking about toughness, when it, I'm not going to name any names. We're just talking about the team in general. But knowing that you have those guys on your team, that's why they are there. You don't have to be that. That's why they are there. That's why they were brought in to help out in, in certain spots where it's called for them to necessarily look at it as a, you know toughness type of spot. So I, I don't think it's overused. I think it's necessary. We saw it. We all saw it. And I'm glad they addressed it. Um Final one for us, Keith, I wanted to ask you and the the people out there listening and watching, and they've been so great with their comments, leaving comments, whether it's on on, on YouTube or especially on social media when they address this. Do you have a sleeper team in the Eastern Conference? That's what I wanted to ask you. Ask the, the, the team out there, ask the folks out there, a sleeper team in the East as the Sixers battle through the East in the coming season we'll get to that next final episode right i mean final segment not the final episode we still got plenty of those next right here locked on 76ers all right welcome back locked on 76ers keith von i'm devon gibbons keith as this season uh, gets underway and another deep run we hope for the 76ers deeper run there's some good teams some good moves made by some squad squads out there do you have a sleeper team in the eastern Conference now I'll let you explain the more the sleeper part of it do they have to be because they can they be a playoff team from last year but more so at the bottom or how do you how do you what do you think um you know I, I think
1: what we should do is maybe a team that we think that can make the playoffs and and, and probably you know pull off a, a quality upset you know what I mean okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know, uh, I mean, but yeah, yeah, you know, okay. a team like that, yeah. All
0: right. Do you have one then? As I as I throw that at you,
1: you know what I do? I do have one, and 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 I think that it's a team. I I think it's the Washington Wizards. I do. Really? I, I think they could be a sleeper team this year. Um, but what I mean is, now for them, I'm not saying like a team that's going to knock off, you know, go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just feel like, you know, the last two years or, or the last, the year before last, you know, they made the playoffs. They lost to the Sixers in the first round. And then after that, Bradley Bill was hurt. I feel like they, yeah, they made, they, they, they signed Bradley Bill to the, the Supermax, right? But they also went out and made some offseason moves. And this is a team that, you know, they looked at it, they got rid of Russell Westbrook. They they acquired certain players players for him. Where they shipped <laughs> like they, they, those players for the most part were traded out, and they're bringing in additional players, right? So I I, I think that you know I think that the Washington Wizards. I'm not saying they're going to be in that upper echelon, so to speak, but I look at them as a team that 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 could. You know, make the playoffs and 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 be a bad matchup for a, a certain squad. Now, again, I'm not are they better than the Sixers? No, but I I, I do think that they could be. Um, you know, I I think that they could they could be a sleeper
0: this year. Okay, um, that's interesting. I, I I didn't look at them as a playoff team. I still think they're away from that, but uh, interesting because I do like the guards. I, I like uh, Johnny Davis. They drafted out of Wisconsin. And uh, obviously Bradley Beal and maybe where you have someone like Rui Hachimura playing the entire season. He can get into it early on where he's not stepping in late. Kyle Kuzma, all the names that you mentioned. That's an interesting one uh, for me. I, I really didn't expect it. So that—that's that's an interesting one. Uh, I have the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, even though they did make the postseason and they fell out of the top six late. Um, getting Colin Sexton back. Let's assume he does play. Colin Sexton back, you have year two of Darius Garland as an all-star level player if he's going to keep going. Year two of first-team all-rookie uh, with Jared Allen, I mean, pardon me, Evan Mobley and how good he was last year, both offensively and defensively, and bringing in someone like Robin Lopez to just be a backup and to, to – to, uh, to Jared Allen, the All Star from a year ago, uh, Agbaji from uh, Ag- Agbaji from uh, Kansas, the guard who I like now. I don't know how much he'll play, but I do like him. And the depth that they have, overall mixture of youth and veterans on that basketball team. Keith, I think year two, experiencing what the playoffs were all about. Uh, I, I like their chances and what they could potentially do in the Eastern Conference in an upsetting fashion to your point of maybe being the top 16, but knocking somebody off uh, at some point in that first round, getting to the second round, losing in that second round because the the, the, uh, competition is just too much for them. But I think they will take that next step from where they were a season ago and uh, be right back in it. But this time, I don't think they fall out of the top six. And I understand that we're looking at let's say the Celtics Bucks and the Sixers. Then you have the Heat, Bulls, Raptors, that's six right there, with we could probably say that they're more locked in. The Hawks go and get DeJounte Murray and keep some of the others. I'm looking at this one and I'm saying, I think Cleveland can battle with Atlanta, maybe even battle with Toronto for that sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. So that's what I'm going. I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Yeah. And and here's one thing that I'm that's a good one. Um uh, you know, I, I think that they're a playoff team. But the thing is the reason why I ch- also picked the Wizards is because you remember they 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 traded um Caldwell Pope and Nish Smith to the Denver Nuggets for Will Barton and Monte Morris. You know, and I think that Will Barton, you know, can he's one of those guys who can be a, a solid scorer off the bench, or he can help out, you know, um, you know, uh, playing alongside Bradley Bill. As and a starter. I also like, huh? As a starter. He could. I mean, I think he's better suited for coming off the bench and getting buckets. And, you know, he's a a Baltimore kid, a Baltimore man who, you know, is going to be playing close to home. And and Morris is is a good guy, too. So that's the reason why, you know, I feel like, you know, they got rid of some of the guys who weren't exactly good locker room guys. And they're bringing these two guys in. And um, I, I just feel like with Bradley Bill coming back that, they can be a sleeper squad because let's face it. They were horrible last year. Yes, I mean, they were. They, they were, were horrible for the so, last couple of seasons, yeah. uh, even though
0: they made the playoffs a couple of years with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Uh, they, they have, they have not been a threatening team, if you will, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Well, Keith, that'll do it for us, man. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Every day tomorrow, we'll catch up with you again on a Wednesday. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around, the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the folks know where else they could find us?
1: Like my man D just said, wherever you can get your podcast, you can get uh Locked On 76ers podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you want to get the um, Locked On 76ers YouTube channel, go to YouTube, click on type up Locked On 76ers, and when you get into the podcast on the site, Click on to the Liberty Bell, and that's one way you can subscribe to us. That is the way to subscribe, but you need to follow my man D this, for the rest of this week on NBC Sports Philadelphia or on, on 97.5. Uh, he's doing the afternoon show from two to six.
0: That's the end of this week. Now, next week, he's going to go back to his normal time. That, with, that's crazy because I just got the schedule Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be doing the morning show
1: oh my gosh really okay yeah. okay versatility yeah. so versatility. he's be morning morning yeah. so monday tuesday and wednesday yeah. so that's from six to ten in the mornings, right and then what y'all need to do is for the rest of the week then to come back and do six to ten at the, in the evening for thursday and friday that's right. right now you can also follow my man d on twitter that's divine g975 you can follow me on twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, uh, uh, I'm about to say nine, seven, five, but you can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. You're right on now. there enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Uh, you on, on the radio station enough, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm on vacation from my regular job, but um, we're, we're, we're gonna get this podcast going. And also let you guys know, starting
0: next week, we're gonna drop down to three days a week with this podcast. Three, yeah, three days a week. So I guess we'll be doing what, Monday, Wednesday? friday something along those lines or we'll figure it out as we go
1: yep yeah absolutely
0: well listen man thanks as always enjoy your tuesday folks out there you enjoy your tuesdays and thanks so much for hanging out with us today thanks keith thanks man all right all right y'all we'd like to thank y'all peace let
1: me see what she wants